Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Cheap Heat TV Live. I'm your host, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, and uh, we've got a great episode for you tonight. Uh, my co-host, Charles Anders, is having some technical difficulties, much like you'll remember from last week's episode when we had Bubba Cagle on. Charles was in and out of the episode. So, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in tonight's guest from Georgia Wrestling History, the one and only Larry Goodman. Larry, how are we doing tonight, sir? Doing fine. How about yourself? Doing well, man. Doing well. So, you know, we're going to kind of have a kind of a year in review tonight. Mm -hmm. um, I figure you're the man to, to talk to about that. And while 2020 has had its challenges, uh, no doubt, uh, and it, it definitely, uh, the pandemic and, and everything that's gone along with it has definitely affected professional wrestling. Uh, there's been quite a few shows that have uh, sprang back and and uh, have put on some impressive performances and a lot of wrestlers that have stood out. And so that's a little bit of what we're going to talk to you about tonight. So uh, I guess to kind of get started, uh, what has it, how has it affected you and how you run uh, Georgia Wrestling History and your reports and things of that nature uh, so far? Well, of course, the, the middle of the year was basically a lost cause. We are just basically <clears throat> writing about what was going on with the state of Georgia and how they, what they were going to do regulation-wise, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, with Georgia being the way it is um, and our, the governor that we have, Georgia got back up and running early. And, you know, we've had shows going on here since the middle with crowds since the middle of the summer in uh, quite a number of promotions. And as we come to the end of the year, I think there's only a couple of promotions that are not back up and running. Um, so our operations are pretty much now back to where they were um, at the beginning of the year, really. I do find that the, the general interest in wrestling, at least in, in, in the independent level in Georgia, seems to be down somewhat, but um, not dramatically. Um, you know, and here in Georgia, we have... Um, you know, the two camps, the, the shows that are running live with uh, masks required. And I would put action wrestling at the top of that group. And then we have the shows that are, um, you know, no masks required. And you got these you got these two camps running. Right. Um, we, we got a show over in Rome now, the KLT. They've been putting in as many as three to five hundred people per show. Wow. That's a, yeah, that's a lot of people right, right now. So Charles is, uh, he's popped up. He's not able to show video. Hey. So we got this great picture of him from the <laughs> ring of honor, <laughs> the ring of honor television performance. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we got Larry here, Charles, hey, Larry, what do you got to say? Hey Charles. Hey Larry, how's it going? Good, good. Long time no see. Uh, so I heard. Yeah, awesome. So I heard you talking about a lot of these promotions kind of doing unmasked mask. Which do you prefer on the whole? Whole like, right? Do you prefer the mask? Like, it's, it just seems to be the smarter, well, thing to do. You know. Um, to me, in, in the you know, my position is that it just is the, the, the percentages are just not with running shows without masks. If something goes wrong, it's going to affect everybody 
all the promotions in Georgia. Right now, we have a state athletic commission that is completely hands-off pro wrestling, and they have been for years. They've never done anything that except requires promoters to pay an annual licensing fee, which some do and some don't. The last thing we want is to get legislators stirred up because there's some kind of an outbreak at a wrestling show. So that's kind of where I'm coming from on it. Is it just doesn't make it's it, it just doesn't make good sense right now. Uh, it's as, as Stephen Platinum, my one of my partners on Georgia Wrestling History, says. You know, it's just not a prudent thing to do. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, you know, personally, I when I go to shows, of course, I'm always I'm always wearing a mask. My my day job is mental health counseling, so I'm you know I'm used to. Um, wearing masks, you know, in, in my in my day to day functioning. So to me, it's just like second nature to be wearing one. Right. I mean, I, that's a whole other ball of wax there. The whole mask and no mask uh, argument. But yeah, I think that's pretty pretty solid logic there. So the wicked nemesis asks, um, what are the voting rules for GWH, and do you still need seventy percent of the time of the year spent in Georgia promotions? Good question. I would say no, on, on, as far as the 70% of the time year in Georgia promotions. You know, we haven't really, those of us who are in the, the committee that are involved in the, in the nominating and handling the voting process, I don't think we've really discussed that, that standard of 70% of the time of year in Georgia um, in, in a while. So um, I would need to take that one back to the committee, actually. Can't answer it, really. That's fair, and I know uh, I've seen uh, in some of your recent reports that uh, ProSouth, uh, various wrestlers, matches, different things are in heavy consideration for this year's awards, even though they aren't in Georgia, but a large majority of the roster is from Georgia. So how does how does that kind of play into that? That's a great question. The, the standard that was put into place by our one of our partners, Brian Slack, who has since passed away a number of years ago, was – the promotion had to be in Georgia or in a county contiguous to Georgia, which allowed um, GCW and Phoenix City in at one time. It allowed the Scenic City Invitational in, which actually won an award one year. But um, ProSouth doesn't qualify under that. I think you got to go through at least one other county before you get to where ProSouth, before you get to Piedmont. So, you know, I, I, there again, I, you know, I, I don't know why, other than the fact, as you said, Gene, that a lot, so many of the wrestlers from there are Georgia-based. That that's kind of how they're getting in there, and and they've got a you know a fair amount of following, and you know I'll say you know I've I've you know been covering their TV their their uh, webcasts for um you know podcast for for quite a while now, and I keep writing about it, and I enjoy it, and you know maybe some of that is rubbed off as far as people paying more attention to it. So uh, here in the comments. Uh Former now Pro South champion uh, Tyler Colprett says, in spite of a global pandemic, the local scene has had quite a year. Wouldn't you say, Larry, a strong comeback across the board, I'd say? Uh, an amazing comeback when you look at the crowds th that are being drawn by these shows that are coming back. The major Georgia shows, Southern Fried, Southern Honor, um, are back to mm, pretty much where they were before. In terms of of attendance, and then you have a the show I mentioned, KLT, coming out of nowhere and outdrawing both of them. So I think it's been an amazing uh, comeback given the circumstances that we've been faced with. So 
speaking of Tyler, he's he's here in the comments right now. Um, not to put you on the spot, but uh, we talked about a lot on the show, and Tyler's going to be a guest uh, here coming up soon. What do you think about the transformation of the once Tyler River Riviera into Tyler Colpret this year in, in Georgia? Um, I think it's pretty incredible. He's, um, you know, he's a completely different guy. And the thing of it is, is coming up with, as, as Tyler has come up with, something that's unique, which is so hard to do in 2020. Um, so I give him a tremendous amount of credit. And the other thing I give him credit for is getting out there and working shows all over the place in Georgia. Um, there's hardly a show that he hasn't been on. So um, he's been putting himself out there, putting this character out there. And, you know, he's he's in the running for Performer of the Year, no doubt, and probably for Most Improved as well. Awesome. Now, you know, Wicked Nemesis says, you know, some of us have thrived more than others, but there have been a plethora of talent breakthrough during the pandemic. So aside from Tyler, who we just discussed, who's some of the people who have, uh, in your opinion, really broke out during the pandemic and, and really caught your attention more during this frame of uh, time than perhaps any other? Well, the other one who comes to mind immediately is Alex Kane, um, of course, who had had a run at Pro South and has since is now moving on to do, um, he did the Future Showcase. Now he's being featured at Action. He's now going to be featured at Anarchy. So he's really moved up. Um, so I, I definitely put him at the top of the list. Another guy, who, of course, who is not really a Georgia guy, but has wrestled uh, a couple of top matches here in Georgia is Nolan Edward who is also in Future Showcase and is now doing some of that insanity with the ICW Deathmatch stuff. Um, I know he's been um, over there in Alabama some, too, for New South. So that guy is 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 definitely been going places. So having mentioned that right then, I'm really curious to, to kind of get your thoughts on this. Where do you stand on Deathmatches? What, what, is, what is your feeling on Deathmatches, and do they have a place in professional wrestling? They have a place, and based on how ICW is doing, they have a growing place. I mean, ICW gets premier slots on IWTV, um, which a lot of promotions don't. You know, they're doing a, a masks-only crowd with low numbers of people, but those tickets are $50, $75 each. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're doing big gates. Personally, I've covered deathmatch tournaments um, you know, I kind of had my fill of that. Um, the, it kind of, what kind of turned me off to it mostly was a number of years ago, I went to one and I think it was in Pulaski, Tennessee, that IWA Deep South ran. And there was a guy who got, you know, fairly seriously injured that night and he needed to go to the hospital and nobody wanted to pop for the ambulance. So they put him on the back of a door that was used uh, during one of the matches, load him in the back of the pickup truck. And took him to the ambulance that way. I didn't really care for that. Yeah, I could. Oh, uh, I know that com promoter well, and yes, I definitely <laughs> can see why anybody wouldn't care for that. A um, couple of shout-outs here uh, from the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one Mako fan, the, the um, rookie of the year, self-proclaimed rookie of the year, Shane Mako. <laughs> Well, you got to admit, Make-A-Wish is a, uh, a heck of a name for a finish. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did really pop when he walked out with that Rookie of the Year trophy on Pro South. 
that was fun. He's 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 impressive. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting him on the show here before long, and and, and talking to him as well. But uh, hey, he's a Cubs fan, you know. There you go. So there you go. They're getting more and more few and far between these days. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta put those guys over when you get a chance. <laughs> so um, so while we got Wicked Nemesis watching on here, um. Who were some of the managers uh, who have stood out to you this past year? Well, Matt Hankins won the award last year, and I think he's pretty much blown everybody off the map this year as well. Um, you know, we've got some other good managers, uh, Logan Chase, Dr. Brock, Mr. Nemesis himself, but I will be surprised if uh, Matthew Hankins doesn't make it two years in a row. When you look at the video work he's done, his promo work, I, I mean, I think he's got it. Right, right. Uh, definitely, definitely impressive. Uh, do you get to see very much of, of the Alabama promotions, aside from, obviously, Pro South, which you do a lot of reviews on? Do you do you see any of the New South stuff on IWTV or any of that? Do you have any opinions of, of New South or any of the other Alabama promotions? Really just bits and pieces of that, little bits and pieces of New Era. Um, but but that's really about it. So no, I, I don't I don't have any breadth of knowledge on, on Alabama wrestling really. I want to look at some more New South because I've heard some good things about it. Um, I know that you know they're not exactly fast friends with the um, Pro South uh, promoter, but I, I would still like to I'd, I'd like to check it out more. Yeah, it, they have some they they do have some some great wrestlers over there, and uh, they they put on good shows. Um, like you say, they don't necessarily endear themselves to everybody in, in a lot of ways but hey it's wrestling you know that's the way it's going to be well yeah not and now like uh, gary lamb from southern honors is jumping into the fray and um saying he wants to go over to Al he's offering to come over to alabama and, and and promote for pro south and say he'll be running more shows than new south in no time so <laughs> i saw that yeah leave it to gary lamb to, to uh to give come up with something like that yeah, I was going to say, we wouldn't expect Gary to stir up anything, would we? Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, there you see, Hold My Beer Hanson is uh, tuning in, as he normally does. I'm glad to have you, Hanson, and look forward to having you on the show soon. And then uh, Wicked Nemesis says, yes, Matt Hankins is killing us all. <laughs> hey, and, and there's another guy, Hanson, who, who's who's gotten out like crazy, working all over the place, and is over everywhere he goes, out of the blue. Um, because, <laughs> because Matt Hankins sees all. <laughs> so yeah, I give a, a kudos to uh, Hold My Beer Hanson and, and the, those guys from South Georgia. You know they've got hardly any shows running. Valdas has been shut down for the year, and they've been traveling and, get, and getting on shows. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some guys who have really taken advantage of this situation and have gone out and. Uh, grab folks attention and and you know have shown that if you work hard and get out there uh you know the pandemic's not going to stop you they the guys like say like hansen and uh tyler and a lot of guys who have during this time have gotten over more so than they did before not to say they wouldn't have if there hadn't have been a pandemic but still a lot of people i think are kind of using it as an excuse to sit back and go well i can't really do what i normally do and uh while other guys are are taking advantage of the situation and making it work for them. So kudos yeah. to those guys. I see another one on the screen right now, uh, Bryce Cannon. 
who's come out of middle Georgia and is going up to Athens and he's working that show over in Rome that I mentioned, the KLT show and another guy who's really traveling and getting out there. That's true. That's very true. And there's uh Matt Hankins himself chiming in. So we got everybody watching tonight. That's awesome. So uh, Noah House says, no doubt in my mind, referee of the year should be Matthew Gibson. He's undergone a physical transformation throughout this year, and he's done his best work throughout this time. What's your thoughts on uh, Matthew? I think he's really good, and I think he's come come a long way. And I know I'm biased towards Pro South and like a, so many of the, the people over there. But yeah, he, he, he's 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 one of the people that that I would put in the top three for for referees for this year. Um, I think he's he's going to make it in, in the wrestling business. Eric Silva in the house. How you doing, Eric? So, a lot of people tuning in to see you tonight, Larry. So everybody's uh, kind of curious to see this is really nice. where things are headed uh, for the year-end awards. Everybody puts a lot of stock in those. And so I guess they're wanting to kind of see where your head's at right now. And, uh, who are you looking at? Well, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of like how um, this pandemic has affected our operations. My personal operations, of course, were affected by, uh, you know, typically I'd be going to a show almost every weekend. And there was all those months when there were no shows. And I've appreciated that more than anything else is being able to get back out to live shows. And I really enjoyed going to Pro South and meeting people that I'd hadn't met and only written about and um, seen on the on the uh, live stream and that that's been real fun to get over a few times I get, I hope to get back soon and I hate like hell that I wasn't there Friday night for their anniversary show yeah it sounds like they uh, they really brought it for the anniversary show and I I know they are plagued with you know audio problems from time to time as as we are here as times as Charles Anders can test to uh, but what do you think about the duo of uh, Shane Knowles and Wicked Nemesis in the broadcast booth? I'm a big fan of them. Me too. Me too. I hated to see that uh, team broken up. I'm glad to see Shane back, but there was a chemistry between the two of them that um, I thoroughly enjoyed. And, and, you know, there were times when the matches in the ring at Pro South were not so hot and, and, and Wicked and, and Shane uh, really um, – kept it interesting and and i you know shane is to me is so underrated i did not realize how good he was as a commentator until i started watching pro south regularly yeah he he's excellent uh i've gotten a chance to work with him a few times and he is one of those guys like you said that and that's what i mean the hallmark of a great commentary team is when they can actually add to the match in the ring and actually add to the show and maybe pick things up when where they need it where uh, that's not always the case on a lot of the uh, the independent commentary duos so uh, and, and talk about a guy who's had to adjust his operations you know shane with not being able to really run anywhere in west georgia at all yeah. um and he's you know he's made his made his presence felt at pro south absolutely so scott hensley checking in daryl hall is crazy good as a referee well, yeah, I mean, he's won it. He's won Ref of the Year a couple times now, and he may, he may very well win it again this year, no doubt. One of my favorites. So there you go, Eric Silva checking in. Bucky for Ref of the Year, so he agrees with Matthew Gibson and uh, Hanson. Twenty twenty one is going to be a great year, especially bringing my riding buddies Proctor Johnson and Jay Too Strong. So 
Those guys. Other guys who've been out there traveling a lot. Hey, Gene, if I can mention one thing about the awards that's been coming up a lot in questions is how are we doing it this year in terms of nominations and when are we actually going to do the awards? Because, um, you know, it's kind of a shortened year and less shows for, for guys. We wanted to wait until the very end of the year so that the shows on this last weekend, Hardcore Hell for Anarchy, AWE show the year got included. So we're not going to do nominations until after those shows are over, which would be December the 27th. We're not actually going to do voting until we get into the early part of 2021 so that it's so that everybody gets a fair shot. That's good because I, yeah, I know a lot of different websites and magazines and different things over the years. They, they want to get that started late November, early December. And a lot of these shows that come in big, big shows that come in right there at the end of the year, kind of get overlooked because everybody's already kind of, you know, moved on. So that's good that you're doing that. That's so true. And that's, and that's been a problem with the way we've done it. Cause we've done what you just said, started in late November, early December. And then these, these, some of these great shows at the end of the year get overlooked. Absolutely. So Tyler Colpret asked a question show of the year, in your opinion, who are the three nominees? He would ask something like that. <laughs> um, I would say the last Southern uh, Fried show, the one in um, Cornelia would be in there. I would say the Southern Honor show that had the Joe Black, William Huckabee uh, crazy match in the beginning of the year, that that would be in there. Um you know, I, I said on, on our podcast this week that I haven't been personally live to enough Southern Honor shows to judge fairly about some of the other ones. Um, and as far as the third one, hell, I don't know. I don't know. Still may yet to be seen then. So yeah. We yeah. Keep an eye out. So there's uh, Rob Rod says Wick and Shane have great references. <laughs> And Wicked says, thank you, Larry Goodman, for uh, for the nice words. Scott Morgan says, Wicked could talk and yell at a stick to put over a match. Yeah. And Scott Hensley, Scenic City's 25-man security team and 12 concession workers are going to stuff. Well, he, he, he would have to go here, you know. But that was, so <laughs> that's another thing that's come up is uh, we're, we're, we are not going to allow um, – <laughs> <laughs> concession workers and security people are not, in general, not going to be part of the voting this year. <laughs> we did get quite a few concession and, and security people requesting ballots last year, and we when and we did allow that to um, to be part of the voting. But I don't think we are this year. Okay. Tyler says landmark is a strong pick. I agree. So Charles, who uh, we can't really hear, is checking in via the comments here. Says his mic is all over the place. Sorry, Smokey, our producer, is not doing his job apparently. So he says, why are some of these big guys, Towers and Hold My Bear Hanson, not getting the same chances some of the smaller wrestlers are getting on some of the TV spots? Mm, I'm not sure what he means about TV spots. Um, I'm not... Charles, can you what, what TV? What TV are you referring to, Charles? Uh, okay, let's let's try to do this with the mic. Like, so I see a lot of people getting like some of the dynamites, and even like WWE's picking up a lot of smaller guys. Is there a reason? Like, I know you have conversations with some of the upper tier guys that you might be able to put us in on. 
Oh, if you're talking about the AEW dark shots, which a lot of guys in Georgia got, um, you know, part of the reason that a lot of those guys got those shots early was the association with um, QT Marshall. And when they ran into all those problems with the pandemic, you know, they, they ran that one taping up there at QT school. And a lot of those guys got in on the ground floor, uh, like, like a Sean Dean, uh, like um, Johnson. I'm sorry, I'm dropping on his first name. But yeah, that, that's that's part of the reason that they're they're there. And yeah, I mean, really, um, Hanson just said it. I mean, he's not ready for that yet. He'd be doing himself no favors if he got some of those shots now. That 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 would not be good for him. True, true. Um, so what do you think about like uh, a guy like Baron Black who has gotten a lot of uh, airtime mm-hmm. on AW Dark? Um, mm-hmm. What's your, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, a really solid wrestler, really technically sound, been around a long time. He's got the right connections, again, through QT School. Um, you know, he's one of those guys on the bubble who could get signed. Sean, Sean Dean's another one who, you know, he's he might get signed. I think he's on the edge. But they've got so many guys they're taking a look at now because people are coming in from all over. You know, the, the inside track that the Georgia people had originally, that's gone now. So I think it's a real free-for-all now as to who might get those those slots, and they've already signed so many people. Now, a, an Alabama guy that's gotten some opportunities on uh, Dynamite recently, Adam Priest. Have you got to see much of Adam's work? I love Adam. I um, really got into him at uh, when he was working over for um, Peach State. Yes. But the, the presentation wasn't right. The character wasn't right. Because it was obvious that technically in the ring, he's better than just about anybody around. But now he's he's put the whole thing, to, the whole package together. And, of course, he's getting a lot of push between Action, Scenic City, that group is where he's getting a lot of opportunities. And, of course, now he's gotten the AEW Dark Shots. Certainly very deserving. Um, and the, while he's a small guy, he, he, comes, he carries himself like a bigger guy. I don't really see that as, a, that as an issue for him. No, I, I agree, and and he's been uh, presented well on even you know even going under on dark. Mm-hmm. He's gotten a lot more in and, and looked a lot more impressive than some of the other guys who have gotten that opportunity. So, mm-hmm. so I was happy for him as far as that goes. Um, so Wicked Emerson says, I think this has been the best year of Southern Independent Wrestling in a long, long time. Do you agree, Gene Zanders and Mister Goodman? I would say yes, Larry. Where do you fall on that? Mm-hmm. I would say it's good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's one of been one of the best. Um, it it could be a lot better. It, it could clearly be a lot better. Be personally, I think so. I guess I say that just because I followed it more because I, I've been working from home, so I followed wrestling more in the last year than I have in quite a while as far as the local scene goes. But I, I can see an argument on either either side of that coin for for sure. Um, so, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Avery says, Towers is definitely set for wrestling on TV sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, I've said about Towers, the, the mental part of the game, he's got that. And, and it's, you know, promo ability, the psychology part. It's the physical part that he's got to work on to, to go to the next level. He's got, he's, he's got to get in better shape than he's in now to, to be at the next level. Amen. Somebody at Towers at that. <laughs> Scott Hensley says, "I want to see Adam Priest versus Adam Jacobs. That would be uh, that would be a heck of a match." 
Is Adam Jacobs still wrestling? You know, I thought about him the other day and wondered about Adam Jacobs. I don't see he didn't, he didn't wrestle anymore, does he? No, um, but you, you know, you know how that goes. You know, Kyle yeah. Matthews wasn't wrestling either, so right, right. He, he finds out they're talking about him on a podcast. He might be back in two weeks. That's what Rob says. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Truth in that. Truth in that. Hensley says, yes, it's been several years since Adam Jacobs has been in action. So, tag teams. Who are some of the tag teams that have stood out to you this year? Well, Lynch Mob are there every year, uh, or at least for the last few years. Um, certainly, Black Lariats matter um, until Black's injury. But <laughs> then when you look at the match they had Friday night at Pro South, you know, maybe the injury not so much an issue. Um, you know, I... I uh, I like not not that they would be an award winning team, but you know Proc and J Two Strong I enjoy yeah. a whole lot. Um, and you know Man Hankins crew undeniable over an anarchy another another a, a really great faction. And Rob says the besties of course are always in the, the, the not, conversation. Not, yeah, now that Zach Edwards is out of retirement, they're they're back in the picture. Sure. So, not to question anybody's booking decisions or anything, and you kind of touched on this in your report, but uh, seeing how well that tag team match was pulled off Friday night at Pro South, do you think it would have been better for Southern Honor to get the belt off of him in the ring rather than going the tournament route, or does that kind of save him for the future um, and make for a more exciting way to crown a new champion? The... Um Taking the belt off him and going to a tournament, that didn't seem like the way to go to me. Now, at the time, you know, I don't know what Southern Honor knew about his injury status and how long he was going to be out. What I understand is that he was looking at rehabbing and coming back in a couple of months. Now, if that really holds true, hell, he's, he's in the ring now. So then I don't, I don't see taking the title off of him without him, you know, I, I see the, see doing it in the ring rather than doing a tournament and having him do the, um, the speech, which, you know, was, um, I wasn't there for it, but, you know, wasn't exactly the best thing for Southern Honor from, from what I was told. And, you know, Gary was pretty, pretty open about, you know, booking and Southern Honor plans and things when he was here on the show and, talked at length how you know they had planned to go all the way with him and had some really long-term plans with him as champion so it was quite a knee-jerk reaction the way that all and like you said it's a matter of what did they know at the time what did, did, did something change about his you know mm -hmm. diagnosis maybe who knows but right uh, yeah. i was just surprised to see what took place the other night with pro south after what all's happened with the southern honor title I mean, I thought it was a pretty ingenious way to go to the, you know, the athletic commission um, not sanctioning the match. They wind up going ahead with it anyway, and it turns into this real emotional thing that was, you know, really compelling viewing. Absolutely. So, you you know, you've been reporting on, you know, Pro South pretty consistently for quite a while now, and so what Pro South show from this year stands out to you as, as their best effort this year? Oh, geez, I've enjoyed all their major shows. Um, I enjoyed the anniversary show. Um, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the Wicked Havoc show. I, 
I liked all the major shows. The ones I went, I went over for there for three of the major sh uh, shows and enjoy, enjoyed all of them. So it's hard for me to pick one out of there. But um, yeah, I think they've, I think they've done really well. I think they've done really well at peaking for each of those major shows. Um, the, the one where they had, um, oh, uh, God, who the hell did well, they, well, they, when they had Pillman Jr. in? Yeah, that that was a good show. Um, so yeah, I think they've done really well. And I know you've acknowledged, and I've been saying on this show and various shows for years that um, I really think Ace Haven's strong suit as a booker is building slow building long-term storylines and building characters uh for the long haul i think he does that as good or better than any booker in the southeast and he has the um advantage of that weekly platform the, the advantage and the disadvantage of that weekly platform um to be able to to do that episodic tv tv stuff and those long arcing stories where the guy's running once a month they're really they've got a tough time doing those the kind of stories he's doing um but again he's got all the challenges of all the the, the constant uh <laughs> lineup changes last minute lineup changes last minute changes and what he's going to have to do on the tv and i think it takes a pretty nimble mind to um to do what he's doing over there um you know he he asked me to start looking at pro south oh probably a year and a half ago now, maybe more. And I'd looked at it a couple of times and, you know, I thought this is pretty terrible. Um, I, I, I don't really, not really that interested. And then I came back to it towards the end of last year and I really got into it and, you know, obviously stayed with it pretty steadily since. That's one thing I'll say for Ace, as long as I've known him, because that's kind of how me and him come to know each other. I was writing columns for wrestling news center over in Mississippi and went to this went to a uh, flea market show out in Sneed, Alabama and ripped on it pretty good. And he sent me a message and he invited me to pro South and I came and I wrote a article on it and he didn't love it. So he invited me back again and again. And eventually we became friends and I eventually worked there and, and all that, but he has always sought out any criticism he could get to try to make his product better. And I've known, tons of people that he's invited and no matter how rough they were on the show, he always kept wanting them to come back, wanting them to come back uh, to get that criticism, to try to make it better. And uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta respect that because most folks don't want to hear criticism. They, they either want you to love it or yeah, you can just, you can stay out. We don't need, we don't need to hear what you got to say. That, that certainly mirrors my experience. You know, certainly he likes to hear what's good. But he wants to hear what's not good, what can be approved, and he doesn't get offended by that at all. That's that's true. Like I say, that's uh, seldom seen. And, and you know, I've said for a long time, if you look at New South and, and a lot of the different promotions around here, most all those guys were built uh, doing that weekly show, you know, over at, at Pro South. And that's why I don't really understand why they can't have a – a better working relationship over here because they kind of work hand in hand whether they do it intentionally or not. Well, you tell me you're closer to it than I am. What? What do you? Why do you think that is? Why there's so much? You know, why there's so much heat there? I there was a big blowout a few a few months ago where allegedly um, New South was trying to uh, they they tried to book a worker that Pro South was using mm -hmm. and them if you know blow off their show and come to ours and it was a tryout show it wasn't even a real 
booking. It was a come tryout to get on our show. Ace called him out about it on Facebook, and it turned into a just absolute crap storm, for lack of a better word. And there was a lot of hateful things said back and forth by pro-South guys and new-South guys and guys in the middle. And uh, it just kind of – there was always a little bit of animosity, but that's when it all kind of got brought out in the open, and it's, it's kind of been bad ever since. And uh, it's unfortunate because, like I said, you know, there's – they could work hand in hand and be good for everybody. And I'm sure eventually we may, we may get there, but it's just that, it's just that wrestling BS man that you can't escape. It seems. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got some of that in Georgia too. It's, it's not like they're running in the same area. It's not right. like they're competition. So, it, and they don't run on the same nights, generally speaking. Right. I mean, New South's a Saturday, Sunday show, yeah. not a Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Was it, so was there ever a time, you tell me, was there ever a time when they actually got along well, as far as you know? Oh, yeah, there were time. there was a time when Ace uh, worked some New South shows yeah. when I was working there. And uh, when we did the benefit for Britt Jackson, when he, you know, completely tore his knee out uh, back in 2019, uh, we did a combined show at the Pro South Arena that I helped Ace organize. And we had the New South guys there and Pro South guys there and people from Georgia and all over and. You know, even then there was still a little bit of standoffishness, but you know, all in all, it was it was a good a good show. And I don't know from there, it's just it's gotten worse. But like you said, they don't really run at the same time. There's no reason everybody couldn't you know make it work. But it's just one of those things that uh, it is what it is for now. Scott Hensley comments here. Why can't? <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, Charles, whose mic is still not really working too well, says, who are some people you'd like to see more of in Georgia in 2021? Maybe Cabana Man Dan? Yeah, you know, I have to go to, um, not that I have to, I enjoy going to Action Wrestling, but that's really the only show I'm aware of that where Cabana Man Dan works. And, yeah, he's, I'd love to see him on more shows. Um, I think you will. Uh, man, you talk about a guy that's thrived in the pandemic, I mean, the guy's got an amazing shape. He's worked real hard. He's got all new gear. Like he's uh, he's really killing it. And I think you'll see a lot more of him over in Georgia and, and all over the place coming up in 2021. I really do. Another guy I'd like to see come back is Josh Schaff. I know he's not known in Alabama, and he was only getting known in Georgia, and then he moved to the West Coast, and oh. you know, he was working all the major shows out there on the West Coast and getting matches with high-profile guys. Well, he's back in Tennessee, and as far as I know, he's not doing anything in wrestling. So oh, wow. somebody, somebody should be getting that guy on their shows. Looking at you, Hensley. You're, you're the guy that makes things happen. Yeah, Hensley. <laughs> so uh, Wicked Nemesis says, oh, Ryan Bishop had an amazing 2020, and that's a guy that we're all very fond of over here in Alabama for sure. What's your take on O'Ryan Bishop? Love him. Love him. I mean, his, his match with um, Logan Creed at um, Action was one of my favorites of the year. He had that great match with Towers over at Pro South. And, you know, he's gotten himself back in great shape. He, you know, he's got, he seems to have that desire and motivation again to get, to, to get you know, back as far as he can in wrestling. Yeah, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll see some big stuff out of him coming up next year for sure. So Hensley says that Shaft is living over around Knoxville now. We've reached out, so okay, he makes things happen. So okay, 
And Rob asks, why do you think some promotions don't submit show reports? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is that they don't see the value in it or they don't, they don't have the, um, I don't know. It's not that hard to, 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 to jot down some results and send them in. So I, I guess they don't see the value in it because it's, it's there's not that much to it to do a basic results report. It's one of those you'd have to ask them kind of things, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, Tyler asks, uh, how'd you like that Bailey Blake AC, AC Mac match? Impressed with Bailey's come up. I like Bailey. Yeah. I mean, um, he, he, he I, I will say I enjoyed his, his previous character, which to me was more of a, a comedy character more than his character. Now, while he's a better wrestler, no doubt, and, um, works really hard. He's also, to me, there's, too many guys that are that are like that, and he was more unique before. Uh, even though he's a better, a far better wrestler now. Right, but it takes more than being a good wrestler. And yeah, I, I agree with what I've seen of him. I think it kind of took a piece of the puzzle away, in my opinion, as well. Uh, Xander says I worked with Josh and Kevin Blue at Peach Steak. He's a beast. Absolutely a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's got it. If he if he if he's one of those people who's who's got what it takes if he wants to do wrestling he's got the basic tools then steven agrees about orion and then scott hensley said awf paul lee always said they didn't want to give it away for free i guess that's in uh, response to the reports yeah he's uh, paul lee's one of the only people who said he uh wouldn't he would only come on our podcast for a fee <laughs> oh my lord <clears throat> wow <laughs> uh, Wicked says Mr. Goodman I heard A.R. Fox had an amazing event today has he not produced the best wrestlers of the last few years he certainly produced some of the best in Georgia I think there's been you know um, yeah and the guys who's come through his school it speaks for itself when you look at the people that have come through there and where they are now um, I've been remiss in not getting to WWA for training shows I never have gone to them so I've missed a lot of the people that were coming through there until they got on to hire until they got out and started traveling, and getting on other shows. And then only then would I really appreciate how, how, how good they were. I think that, you know, the knock on Fox is, is, is a, you know, as far, how far he's, how well he's able to round people out as a trainer and how disciplined the people are coming out of there. Um, but in terms of their skill level and, and their natural ability, he's had some incredible, obviously some incredible talents come through there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> People listen to the audio may not get while we're snickering, but um, so uh, as we as we wrap up here, uh, is there any other promotions, shows, or wrestlers uh, that stood out to you this year that we had, that hadn't had a chance to touch on so far in this episode? Well, I'll I'll plug um, AWE in action. AW, of course, was um, took a very strict approach about running during the uh, pandemic, and they didn't try to run. I mean, of course, the building they were they were in wasn't going to allow it anyway, but you know they took the whole entire period off and only came back at the end of November. Now, if they get back on a regular schedule going into next year, they're going to be a force to rec to be reckoned with, I think, um, because they certainly were before when they're on top of their game and when Murder One's on top of his game as a booker, as he was at that TV taping. 
uh, look out for them. Action the same way, really hamstrung by the pandemic, uh, not able to run for most of the year, then running with only 35 fans in the building. Um, they put on some great matches, but, you know, they're not getting much notice in Georgia. Their, their notice is through IWTV and through the, 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 the people that, that tend to that. But, again, if they get back on a regular schedule in 2021, um, that's a great promotion. So you brought up a good point there. I, I, I like getting people's opinions on this, and this isn't particularly about uh, the South or Georgia or anything in particular because people have had – most of the promotions that have ran have been able to have fans. But for you as a fan watching AEW, watching WWE, NXT, um, how has it been for you watching the shows without an audience or at least during the time where there was just no audience? It sucked. I wasn't, I wasn't very interested in, in watching. Like, even now, I can't stand really to watch Impact Wrestling where they have zero crowd. It's just so dead. Um, I think AEW handled it the best as far as getting getting their, their um, uh, less, their, you know, secondary talents out at ringside and then getting some level of fans in and getting some noise and some you know excitement level going at their at their shows but at first when it was just uh zero fans boy i just wasn't interested in watching are are aw moving to georgia have you heard anything about that no no, no i've not okay. <laughs> yeah it was rumored at one time they were going to go start running at uh qt's place but i don't think that ever got off the ground no no that that, that can't happen that place is 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 too small um no that, that's I don't think that's a viable plan. If if nobody realized before 2020 how important the aspect of having an audience is for wrestling, they certainly learned it this year because watching WrestleMania without anyone in the building was the weirdest thing I've I've ever done as a wrestling fan, and it sucked. And I think I've seen pretty much all the cinematic matches. I want to see. <laughs> Unless somebody comes up with a concept that, you know, it, it, it could be interesting, but I just don't need to see them as a regular diet at all. No, not at, not at all. Um, and so Charles asked, what are the best ways to get your ballot? Who do you contact? And I'm sorry, Larry, it's been a great interview. Thank you. <laughs> um, check uh, the Georgia Wrestling History Facebook I believe Rob uh, Rob Rod's now put up a Facebook page that's specific to the awards, so you can check there. Um, we'll be we'll be putting something about about uh, we'll be putting something out about how you can get your ballot when we get to that point. But we're not at that point. But yeah, look check check uh, the Facebook page. Um, I'm sorry, I don't remember what it's titled, but Rob Rod put one up that's specific to the Georgia Wrestling History Awards. And you can always go to gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. We'll have something there. Or just Google GWH News and you'll get there. All right. And you've mentioned it a couple times during the show. Uh, tell the folks listening who may not know, uh, how can they find your podcast? Again, go to gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. It's called The Tipping Point. You can find it on Blog, blog Talk Radio as well. We run uh, When We Feel Like It on Tuesday nights. That's usually two Tuesday nights a month. Good deal. 
Well, all right, Larry, it's been a pleasure having you here, man. Thanks so much for coming on. And, uh, Thanks for having me. We hope to uh, have you back uh, in the future and, like I say, kind of give us the perspective of what's going on over in Georgia. And uh, definitely want to have you back on once uh, the awards are out there and uh, kind of get some feedback on that and talk about the winners and the upcoming year. It'd be my pleasure. All Thank right. You. Take care. Bye, Larry. Bye-bye. All right. Awesome. Larry Goodman, great guest. Uh, fun interview. Yes. That was fun. Uh, once again, I apologize for all the terrible audio issues. Not to Gene, of course, but to the fans and the listeners and Smokey. I was going to say, right now, there's someone who uh, <laughs> who wants to uh, step in for a minute. And, <laughs> yeah, sorry, he is. Smokey. I'm sorry, Smokey. He is. He's, yeah, he said he is beyond embarrassed by your your yeah. audio and the fact that we had to put up this picture. Yes. He said that he said that you take any opportunity to to shove that ROH picture in everybody's face, and he is <laughs> just to let y'all know for the, all the audio listeners, you need to go back and watch the actual video footage and see how our great producer is absolutely livid with me. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna want to have a uh, a one on one production meeting after after the show's over. Just after I let the boys out. Yeah, just so you know, <laughs> and uh. Yeah. Wow, there's Rob saying, <laughs> well, well hey, Rob, my goodness. Definitely, definitely working blue on that one. Thanks, you know. Rob. <laughs> well, the good news is it seems like your audio is doing better now that Larry's gone. Good. It's just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Scott, shit Scott could is, not suck while he was here. Well, if you'll put up Scott Morgan's post, I, I think that explains the entire situation where uh, I just saw it pop up. It's a. Uh, yeah, not that's not Scott. Yeah, Friday special event. And see, wick, wicked I, ever the promoter is. We're going to yeah. be promoting that here in a minute. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, we'll we'll come back to that in a moment. Good, good call, wicked. Uh, <laughs> Scott Morgan says, Charles, get proper equipment. You have a special coming up. Yeah, thank you, Scott. So Scott and Wicked, that's that's what they're here for is to help to help keep you in line. Uh, really ground me. <laughs> so before you, before we go here, before I get to the plugs, which is uh, something we'll do here in a minute, and we'll talk about Friday's amazing Christmas special that we have coming up uh, live on Christmas day, not some pre-recorded BS. It's going to mm -hmm. be a live Christmas special on Christmas day, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Yes, of course. Um, you know, we talked about last week, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to, have a little bit of interaction here after the after the interviews are over. So I, I grabbed a couple of topics that I've seen oh, talked man. about on the Facebooks and the Twitters and talked <laughs> about on some other wrestling podcasts, such as you know Jim Cornette and the Jim Ross podcast, things of that nature. So one thing that was really making the rounds uh, last week was Jim Ross's comments um, about the DDT not being used as a finishing move, super kicks not being used as a finishing move. Uh, they apparently uh, kind of wound up some of the, the AEW wrestlers. Did you, did you read or hear what it was he said exactly? Yeah, I read what I actually, I actually did read it, which is probably a shock to you. But, I am. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, no, man, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, what was he talking about, catering? Uh, no, I, I mean, it's hard to disagree with him. It, it's, and it's something with like you talk to guys and it's like they all get the concept of it they all understand that well if you 
protect your moves and make them mean something, you won't have to do as much. But it's just whenever it comes to action, it's like they just get their heart racing and they don't realize that this could be a long term thing. They don't need to do as much, and they just try to overwork themselves. It's yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I was I was happy he brought he brought up something that I have bitched about for a few years now. Okay, and that is the whole let's all gather in a pile. Yes. And stand there and look, not even really have any semblance of why we're together in this pile. We're not acting like we're fighting. We're just all standing there shoulder to shoulder, even though we're on opposite teams. And we're standing there looking upward, waiting for some clown to dive off the top onto everyone and then take everyone down in the process. I freaking hate that god bless jim ross for saying that (laughs) in a public forum to make everybody because it is the stupidest looking thing in the world it's defend it well okay so it's gonna have to be it's not even it's not defendable i don't understand because like well uh, like even back in the day that would have just been you just wouldn't be back on the show if you did something like that on camera you just wouldn't have been back on a television show like you wouldn't have just got that spot again. You would have done stupid shit like that, and they would have just, they would have just kind of pushed you off the show. It wasn't hard. That's why it kind of throbbed a little bit better. They, it just kind of kills the whole kayfabe thing. It, it you know, it, during that time, and I don't follow kayfabe greatly because you know I'll post about stupid stuff about my wisdom teeth getting cut out or something that doesn't have to do with Charles Sanders, but like during that time, once they pay for a ticket and once that match starts, you have to try to keep kayfabe as much as humanly possible. And if you don't believe it, who the hell is going to believe it for sure? So if you look like you're just out there holding hands and waiting for somebody to fall on you or sitting in a chair waiting for someone to jump off a turnbuckle and fall to the floor and break their freaking necks and then just move out of the way, I mean, you're just being crash test dummies at that point. And nobody enjoys that. It's it's been It's been clear to that with the CZW stuff. That's why it didn't last. Like, it produced good wrestlers, but it didn't last as long because it just kind of, it was a crash test dummy thing and no live crowd wants to see people just constantly hurt themselves. Something I always did, and I'm not saying I was always great at it by any stretch of imagination, but I mean, I was a wrestling fan from when I was a little kid up and you know to today. And so, once I got the opportunity to finally wrestle, manage, be involved in the show in whatever capacity I was in, um, I try to remember what it was like being that fan on the other side of the rail sitting out there watching. And so everything I would do, I would try to think in the back of my mind, what does the fan watching me right now think's happening? You know, even if that's not really what's happening, you know, if you're, if I'm managing you and you're down on the floor or actually cracking jokes about the spot, somebody just screwed up or whatever, you know? Um, But that's, that's always been my thing is I'm sitting there watching, whether from the commentary table or I'm in the crowd watching at a show or whatever, if I'm in the corner managing one of these guys, as all these guys are standing there shoulder to shoulder looking up, waiting for this guy to dive, in their mind, what are the fans supposed to be thinking? And what in the world of kayfabe is a fan supposed to think? Go, oh, that makes perfect yeah. sense that they would wait for this guy to jump on them, especially yeah. their own partner and everything. To, like, that's just, I don't know. That's just always, of all the newfangled things that goes on, just, that's probably in the top five things that I absolutely just, as anger video game nerd, makes my piss bowl. <laughs> angry video game nerd i don't i just think that the best thing that if we wanted to be 
better as a professional wrestling like organ like a group of people just take dives out what is dives really you're you're telling me that dives are what's making or breaking you what's going to get you signed like that's going to be the thing that gets you there i doubt it because i saw ricochet do a front flip and land on his feet out of the ring and it was awesome hot huh, smoky is that smoky? that's roxy that's roxy, roxy. sorry, sorry yeah. roxy Sorry, Smokey. <laughs> I know he's listening and is about to hit me with the smoky face. Yeah, he's he's too pissed off to be on camera right now. He said he he's I'll he had to go it. drink some water. Not to eat that dog shit food that you <laughs> Yeah, he's like, get in here and feed me some better food before I go to Albertville or wherever <laughs> K Fabe land. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that one, G. At one twenty call your drive. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Everybody knows you're yeah. in Huntsville or yeah. whatever. Wherever. Gun barrel city or whatever. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, so uh where are you at on leg slaps <laughs> I, I just okay so i took a seminar let's just piss hero. everybody off tonight well, while we're at it so i took a seminar with hero and chris hero is like the master of it. it he's so quick he's so slight of hand with it and uh chip day asked him about that and chip day was like what do you think about people who say leg slaps are just not necessary in the game he said well if you're good enough at it they'll never say anything so if you're good enough at it, they'll never say anything. If you're not good enough at it, like I train at least once a week and I'm also working out and like I just walk around the house. I learned in jujitsu, if I want to learn how to throw a straight punch, you throw them in the shower a thousand times, then you'll learn how to do it. Like there's people who got really good, who overuse something that's really good, but it, it's it's a easily overused. I mean, it's as crucial as a dive in a match. It could be something that's amazing and something that's out of nowhere but it's just sometimes you've got to uh you got to learn how to lay off of some of that stuff i mean that's my thing like i like leg slaps have been around a long time like there was you know scott hall used to do them as razor ramon and different there was different guys that did them and you didn't really pick up on it yeah but like i just noticed it just I don't know, three or four years ago, I went to a show. I hadn't been to a show in quite a while because of my work schedule. And just everybody on the show were just blatantly like, yeah. Like if you didn't know what you were looking like, the guys are really good. If you knew what you were looking for, you know, you could spot it, but it wasn't blatantly obvious. But even like, Rosie, who had never really noticed, we got in the car. She's like, "What the fuck is with all these guys <laughs> slapping their leg?" Like, I can't wait to have Jesus. Rosie you know, <laughs> I cannot wait to have Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll be out on Christmas, so uh, that should be interesting. Uh, Derek Neal, a guy who will be on the show very soon, says, uh, "Well, dives can still be done if it's if it's done right, in my opinion. Don't perform wasted motion getting there, guys. That guys that's catching needs to stay in the cell where you're not standing there. Exactly." Yes. I'm not I'm not here to shit on dives. Neither. Dives I have do. a place. It's I that it's that contrived just everybody standing around waiting like it's know how to sell, know how to sell your way into it. And it's hard yeah. for six or, and that's what I have a problem with that. It's hard for six or eight guys all at once to sell, especially in these 10 man tags where we all take a turn. Stop and nine of them stand and one guy dives while the other guy rolls in and then they all stand back up in the same yeah. spot and the next guy i mean jesus yeah i mean They're, well just i wish i wish promoters and other people like that would be would stop being so selfish and so self-involved and stop doing these god-awful battle royals where everybody has to do it or 10-man super matches where everybody has to be seen like 
if you're doing your card right and there's a lot of shows that are not only they're not just working every week they're working they're working every other week and they have other outlets and like sometimes it's good to have a small roster sometimes it's good to have a uh, a roster that doesn't involve a 10-man cluster because it's gonna it's gonna hurt everyone it never helps nothing ever helps a big 10-man cluster yeah there's more people who get hurt on it and I'm not addressing Wicked. Wicked, Wicked, Wicked really for those that are listening to the audio show, um, Wicked Nemesis says Charles Sanders is the worst leg slapper ever. Don't listen to him on this. Wicked the worst. Wicked hasn't, seen, Wicked hasn't seen one of my matches in about three and a half years, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, it's because you haven't wrestled in three and a half That's years. But. A good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Derek Nail says yes. Even in waterfalls, too, guys do not need to stay on the sale waiting for their cue. And yeah. that's and that's and that's the problem right there. Yeah, it's you can you can leg slap, you can do dives, you can catch guys. It's yeah. just know how to do it, you know. Yeah. Like, and again, I really wish in seminars and training, if if they would really drill it into people's heads to stay aware of whatever you're doing in the ring right now. What do people think I'm doing? Yeah. What are they supposed to think is happening right now? And if you can't answer that. You change what you're doing because everything from the time you walk out of that curtain to the time you go back through is supposed to be in the context of there's some kind of contest going on here. Yeah. I've been part of like performance arts for, well, ever since I was like young, five, six years old, I've done some sorts of performance art. And the moment you're in front of an audience, you're supposed to act like, you're in whatever character, the person, the producer, the person who's coming up with the ideas, you're supposed to portray what they're trying to do. You need to have producers that'll help you kind of fall into that role. But, and that's a lot of like, I wish a lot of it comes down to like aging and stuff like that and really in-depth professional wrestling, like uh, booking and stuff like that on kind of having guys there that are like, hey, look, y'all don't really need that dive. What, what's the point of having this dive here? Like, we, we don't need that. It's, if you need to do a waterfall, that's fine, but time it correctly and make it quick and get out of the way. Like, the, you do your time, you get off the stage. But it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of deeply rooted issues within professional wrestling in which, like, uh-oh, public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Gene. I'm trying not to get on a high horse here. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it just, you know, I... I it is what it is. Like I've tried to be less of an arrogant prick and I'm just going to kind of walk into on this, but uh, it just, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, Gene. <laughs> like, uh, well, I you know, like I said, I just want to touch on a couple of those, those things uh, right here at the end. And that's, yeah, you know, okay. just not every, not every topic each week is going to be a gripe session. And we're yeah, not saying we're the, foremost experts on wrestling well the thing is the reason i say this is because the potential in professional wrestling is good as some of these guys are there's a lot of really good talented people Uh, if you look back at the people who were like uh if you look back at the people wicked nemesis is texting me now letting me know that i'm a terrible leg slapper so uh, (laughs) thanks for bringing that one up uh but if you look at like the talent compared to us compared to even 10, 15 years ago, it's a really high talent level. And there's a lot of really good guys with a lot of really convincing gimmicks that make you believe that, hey, look, you might not want to turn their, your back on them in a corner, especially after running your mouth to them because they might come up and clock you in the back of the head. That's what professional wrestling needs 
it, it's good for that because people are going to be drawn toward that and they're going to watch to see what happens next but like doing shit like waterfalls where people are just kind of you know ho-hum and 10-man matches where we have 13 gimmicks that have to get over in a six-minute match is just never going to work it's not going to be good it's just it's sometimes it's better to just i tell people all the time sometimes it's better to just be like hey look i think i'm going to sit this match out sometimes yeah. it's not always the best to be part of a super crazy cluster match so let's talk about upcoming shows on the on Christmas Day. We've got the Charles Anders Christmas. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Yeah. On December twenty seventh, we'll have Brian Trammell from the STS podcast, Richard Mulliken and Josh Briley from the P three radio show. On January second, we'll have Brutal Bob Evans. January tenth, Cabana Man Dan. January seventeenth, Tyler Colprett. And January twenty fourth. The new South champion, Derek Neal, who has uh, chimed in here tonight. All those guys, not all those guys, but uh, we've heard from Tyler. We've heard from Derek. Uh, Commander Man Dan usually checks in. I hope he's all right. We didn't hear from him tonight. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to having all those guests. And I know you're busy uh, getting ready to stack up February as well. So I'm excited to see uh, who all you bring to the table next. But, of course, our next show, boom, right there, live on Christmas Day. Move over Charlie Brown because it's a Charles Anders Christmas live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that show is also a.k.a. the Gene Jackson Festivus special. So you can, you can call it whichever name you want. So, of course, with it being a late Festivus celebration, uh, we will be having the... Uh, airing of grievances uh, i don't know if we'll have the feats of strength or not but we will definitely have the airing of grievances so I'll, if i have to i'll get my grandfather in here and we can do a live webcam feats of strength where he just beats the shit out of me there we go that would uh that would definitely be a good tribute to the costanzas there i'll get so i'll get me a a pole a single what was it a single aluminum pole or something yes like that? aluminum pole yeah, Rosie. Rosie is threatening to uh, to decorate us a Festivus pole to have uh, for. I hope so. For that, so be yeah, on the lookout for that. Me and Rosie are going to have a full hour of just us two, where we just because I've got so many questions for Rosie because I've heard it's, <laughs> I cannot wait to have her on the podcast. Well, I'll have my finger on the switch, ready to kill that at any minute. If, if yeah, you know, if it goes in a bad direction, that's going to get us lifelong heat. Yeah, <laughs> her lifelong heat. I'm going to back off. Uh, well, me, stuff. I'll be <laughs> obviously you. Just yeah, um, by association. Yeah, see, <laughs> people think I'm the asshole, but Rosie's actually Rosie's more hateful than I am. Oh, and then yeah. get her get her on here with oh, you, yeah. and y'all two start yeah. shitting on people. God help us all. I mean, yes, I can't wait. Uh, well, you know, we've got we've got another surprise guest that uh, like so, of course, it's not me doing it because Gene gets all the really good and talented people that are going to really draw us in here. But uh, I just get the uh, the Cabana Man dance and the Brad Cashes who don't want to show up and, you know, airing up my grievances. Yeah, see, we're going to have Wicked Nemesis here yeah, as well. That's, so that's going to be and we talked about this a little bit earlier. Wicked it's just going to be you just yelling at me. I'm sure you're going to have a few drinks beforehand and it's just well, he's going to air his grievances with you and he's going to air his grievances with wrestling in general and all the people who piss him. He's going to be just like George Costanza. Wicked's going to get on here and be like, I got a problem with you people and now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> and we're going to turn him loose live 
on Christmas Day of all days. Of all days, the most holy of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I'm looking forward to it. And if my two surprise guests who have committed to me that they're gonna they're they're gonna show up actually do make it on. Um, it, it's oh, going to be one for the ages. Uh, people so. are going to be talking about this one for, for quite some time. It's, it's probably going to be excessively long, but let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Because um, one or both of these guys like to talk at length. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Exactly so. right. <clears throat> maybe, maybe no dogs will be let in or anything like that. So. Well, we know you'll we'll, we'll know out. you'll let you'll let them out I'll if, let, if I'll they let end. all the boys out if I have to. Me and I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to get me a faux halt going. That way I can really get <laughs> the full effect of it and have big wrench make an appearance. <laughs> God help us if that happens. So let's let me hit the, the quick yeah. plugs here. So of course, uh check out stspod.club. That's my friend Brian Trammell's long running podcast, shooting the shiznit. Each week he has on a great guest and a lot of fun monthly specials like Was It Really That Good with yours truly as the co-host, Cool Kids Countdown with Lance Levine and tons of other stuff. That's every week at SDSPod.club. Been doing two podcasts a week for seven years, Charles Andrews. Can you imagine? Oh, no. This has been tough to do one a week. and We've been doing one a week for this is the eighth episode. <laughs> it's, 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 I've grown 60 years older. Just and, and at this rate, if your audio and video keeps getting worse every week, I don't know what the hell this will be in I'll be, I'll seven be, years. I'll have to be sending in live mail just to be, you know, actually from the USPS to just to get questions in. Exactly. So here's our, our letter of the week, our written letter of the week from Charles Sanders. And don't forget our sponsor, EPW Wrestling, there in Boonville, Mississippi. Every Saturday night, they typically run, but they are actually going to be doing a uh, wrestling show on Christmas night. So uh, if you're in Mississippi, you know, you can always watch our show later. It'll be uh, available on demand. You can go to uh, EPW and check out a live show on Christmas night. That's old school right there. Yeah. And if you want more info on that, EPWWrestlingMS.com, or you can go like them on Facebook at facebook.com slash EPWWrestlingMS. And of course, as you've heard us mention here tonight, our friends at Pro South Wrestling, you can check them out every Friday as they are still running shows and streaming live on YouTube. You can check out their Facebook page for more information at facebook.com slash pro south wrestling and you can uh follow us yes you like haven't already yeah like our stuff follow us please 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 share it all the algorithms matter guys uh, this makes a big difference uh if you if comments are cool and you know views are nice and stuff but like for us to be able to really get it out there and people hear me rant and rave about dive spots, you need to like and share the page, please, 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 please. And that's right. And uh, for all you wrestlers, when we eventually get you all on here, uh, that's more people that will uh, see you, hear you and tell other people. So yes. let's, uh, let's keep building this thing up and shout out to all our, our friends that are, they're helping each week that are, you know, sharing and liking the page getting in here in the comments, making things lively. Um, you're all very much appreciated. You know who you are. And uh, thanks for doing that. So is there anything else, uh, any, any more, one more spot you'd like to get in, so to speak, before we take <laughs> so, it home? 
taking it home. Uh, no, I just, you know, I'm going to touch on what you say. I appreciate the, you know, I have fun. I enjoy these interviews more than anyone else. I don't really go back and watch them because I hate hearing myself speak. But, like, these guests are really interesting. I hope people are, like, I get some private messages, and I know you've gotten some private messages about it. Guys, uh, we appreciate it. We wish you wouldn't be so secretive and private about it. We wish you'd like and share out in the open. Like, this is no, this is just us. You know, we're not shooting on anybody. We're not there to garbage on anyone. Wicked might, but like us <laughs> as TV, like we're we're trying to do this as about educationally and entertaining wise. Like we won't we won't just the workers because this is the workers podcast. We won't like. We want the guys to get better. That's why we have Bob and Dan and Tyler coming on here, so we can get a perspective on how to get y'all better, as uh, yeah, as the uh, as good people, like as good wrestlers, to try to get us more money. I know there's a lot of shows that are starting up, and you know, get out there and support, support and uh, help the business grow, guys. There's no reason this business can't get bigger in 2021. This has been a crap year. Make 2021 like where 2020 doesn't even exist. But yeah, that's mine. I mean, this show, or, or not particularly this show, but like all the podcasts I've, I've ever done, and I've told Charles this privately plenty of times, so he knows this isn't just smoke I'm blowing uh, <laughs> here on the show. Um, all the podcasts I've ever done from Cheap Heat Radio back in 2007 up through Locals to Legends through this show today has always been in the name of giving wrestlers that I know, friends of mine, guys that I know that are out there working hard, a forum to mm -hmm. expose who they are, tell their story, let people get to know another side of them that they don't necessarily get to see in an eight minute match or a two minute promo. Um, yeah. That's, that's what this show is all about. And, and now we're getting the opportunity to bring some guys on that are well known that like, say guys like, you know, Bob Evans, that, that actually can use this as a, a, a way to help, you know, teach, you know, you don't have to go pay for a seminar. You know, you, if you're a guy that ain't got the money or ain't got the means to travel to go to a seminar, watch this show and listen to Bob. He's going to share a lot of great knowledge. A lot of these guys are going to be on here, you know, sharing things that, uh, that you can learn from and, uh, and also help get themselves over with a, with another audience that maybe haven't been exposed to him before. I know over the years, a lot of people have messaged me and go, Hey, I heard this guy on your show. I went on YouTube and looked up his matches and then I found out he was going to be wrestling near me and I went to the show yep. and I bought a t-shirt or I bought his DVD or whatever. And that's a new fan they had. They didn't have before they heard him on the show. So yep. you never know who's listening. Uh, that's one thing we found out in the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, you never know who's listening. I mean, there's people who haven't commented, but like you said, the next day have sent me a message and, Hey, I saw the show last night. I liked it. Or, you know, I couldn't believe so-and-so said this or that or whatever. Um, there's people we've mentioned and a couple minutes later, they pop up in the comments. So you yeah. just, you never know. So again, any, any bit of sharing you can do on Facebook, on Twitter, you know, liking the page and sharing the pages and all that to get more people's eyes on this. We, we certainly appreciate it. And, uh, if you want to be on the show, hit up Charles, like yeah. I said, it's, it's it's stacking up but we plan it's on doing this every week for a long time yeah, we'll, we'll get you on here slowing down it's it, it's it's going by really quickly like i'm i'm not like exhausted from guests but like it is we're we're pushing these out at a weekly pace and once again i didn't realize it was eight like and, yeah. and it's 
and this went really smooth because every week me and Gene have the same conversations and I hope we have questions to ask him. And I was about to put, you know, that's it, it's, it definitely, uh, it flies by a lot easier and it's really coming to, into a groove to where we can, I'm excited for it. And there goes Smokey. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get me to, he's like, <laughs> he's all right, dude, wrap yeah, the shit up. Charles is rambling. Take it home. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, that's why I love the comments because, you know, whenever we do this show, when we're, you know, coming up with questions and things we want to ask, it's always with the thought in mind of what yeah. do the listeners and the viewers want to have answered. So if you're here asking the questions, then you, you're going hey, to it's not any easier than that. Now, you know, sometimes, you may ask your question and where we're at in the conversation, it doesn't fit in right then. I'll try to circle back to it and ask it. If you notice there's sometimes that you may ask a question, it may be 10 minutes later before I ask it. It may not fit into what we're talking about. I may not ask it and I'm, I'm sorry. And you know, it's, no, I'm it's not, I'm not. not always going to work out, but <laughs> keep, keep asking. And uh, usually I can usually find a way to fit them in at, at the right spot, but I don't want to just, there for a little while i was just reading everything yeah, as it come up and it's kind of jarring if you're talking yeah, about one tough. subject now all of a sudden somebody's Somebody comment on something that got said 10 minutes ago it, it I, I found that that just isn't beneficial to any of us so as much as i want everybody to enjoy this this is not about y'all so <laughs> sakes. we were doing so good there charles and now you're just about, it's about now, me man yeah, now smoky's definitely giving us the old mickey henry two minutes left in the match <laughs> yes so good lord wait a minute no wait a minute what the hell that happened boy, there that a boy kick me off <laughs> there, sir. Oh, oh god that's not better. I hope that we're about to. Gene's got kicked off, and I'm blowing this thing by myself. He is exploding the. There we go. All right. So, all right. So we've gone on an extra five minutes. We didn't need to. So we're yep. going to take it home. And again, live Christmas Day at the normal time that we do this, except it's on a Friday on Christmas, seven p.m. Central, eight p.m. Eastern. Please come celebrate Christmas and Festivus. With your friends, Charles Anders and Gene Jackson, a.k.a. Oh, Lord. The Unbookables. The yes. We're, everybody knows we're pricks. So. <laughs> Sorry. And Scott Morgan has called it right there. Give him the hard out. <laughs> Let's hear it. That okay. Is- you, you, got right. the, you got the presentation at the end, right? Yeah, we got that video we can roll that's supposed to tell us when to shut the fuck up, but it didn't work tonight. So. All right, folks. Thanks Bye, very guys. much for listening. Thanks again to Larry Goodman, who was a tremendous guest, and we will see you all on Christmas Day right here on GTV Live. <laughs> Yeah.